Hey family, what's crackalacking? What's good? If you're in the A&T building, say what's up in the comments. The it's warring. The warring. <laughs> There's war in the camp. Father, what did you start, baby girl? We've got to be unified, people of God. We've got to be unified. <laughs> unified, but people of God, it's an honor to be with you once again. Wifey, beautiful prayer. I encourage you guys that Ephesians 1, 7 to 19, is one of my prayers of my life. I've been praying that scripture since I've been saved, religiously, literally. If you were my friend from 10 years ago, I would have sent you that scripture at least twice on your birthday, literally. Like, so it's a powerful scripture that I think is very key um, and foundational. And if you were listening last week, at the beginning of it, we spoke about the, the need for a revelation of Christ in order to be a part of the church. Spoke about Peter being able to identify Jesus as the Son of God. And through that revelation, God said that I will build my church upon this rock. What was the rock? It was the revelation of Christ that we now all become a part of his body, a part of his ecclesia, a part of what he's doing today through A&T, through many other um, and churches across the globe. So the revelation of Christ is very crucial to your progression in your calling, in your purpose, in your destiny. Very key to your, to your maturation in God. You need to be able to behold him. Come on. We become what we behold. Come on. And people get to believe what we speak because they can see the evidence of it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. But guys, I want to follow on from last week. I want to just dive in a bit more about why you should get planted in a church. I want to speak about how God uses the the the, the, the anatomy of, of 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 nature to describe what it means for us to be a part of a local assembly, to be part of an ecclesia, or what it means that if you're a part of Him, automatically you make up what we call church. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start using the word ecclesia. So hopefully you guys are understanding that church in this root word means uh, root meaning. So it means ecclesia, ecclesia, ecclesia. And there's a difference, but we'll go to that later on this year. Um, but um, let me pray before I start. Please have your journals out. Please have your spirit man alert. Please, even as I pray, pray what I pray. Ask God to open wide your heart. Ask God to open the eyes of your understanding. Ask God to allow yourself to be uncluttered and unfiltered right now. Ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. Come on. Ask God to open up your heart. You're asking God right now that you want to have a word in season. You want to have a word that will encourage you and edify you. So even now, as we pray, our prayer is an act of dependency upon the Holy Spirit to help us receive these words that are going to be preached because these words are the words of God and they are spirit and life and they must be discerned by way of the spirit and they must become life in our everyday living. So Father, we ask you to come. Mm. Holy Spirit, we need you to come. And today we are decreeing and declaring that as you've been speaking to us about being planted, about prepare, 
process and prosper. Today we're praying that as we are preparing ourselves by way of prayer and as we're going through the process of hearing and applying your word, we're asking in accordance to scripture, in accordance to Mark chapter 4, let this word fall on good ground father let us reap a 30 60 100 fold return on this word that we're hearing today in the name of jesus we shall be fruitful come on church declare i am fruitful and i will prosper come on write the comments i am fruitful and i will prosper you gotta start speaking these things you know i know the words on this manifest but, but we have the power of the rhema the spoken now word of god we have the power of confession the word of faith and paul said we believe therefore we speak so we're not just speaking things in existence out of our vain imagination we're speaking words of confession of faith that have been prescribed and promised to us and when you know as human beings when we speak that which we believe it builds confidence it builds expectation it builds an anticipation for god to do something new you were saved by the word of your confession and the belief in your heart so if you believe god's word that calls you fruitful and calls you prosperous i need you to own it by speaking it that i am fruitful and i will prosper come on now i feel the ghost this morning Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> you started a fire, baby girl. Let the fire flow in Jesus' name. So, I'm going to go back to our original foundational scripture, which is Proverbs 24, verse 27. I'm going to read it in the Measure Translation, and I'm going to read it in the um, ESV as well. First translation, Message Translation. It says, first plant your fields, then Build your barn. ESV says, prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. I'm, I'm echoing this foundational and the original scripture on this series because this is what planted is all about in the context of what I'm talking about on this Sunday session uh, and I preface this series on the word the orders or shall I say the, the 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 acronym of planted sorry prepare process and prosper we spoke about the Psalms one man spoke about um yeah Psalms one man spoke about um Psalms 92 about being planted in the house of God and we spoke about a few other scriptures where I spoke about the need for us to be rooted and the need for us to be grounded and the need for us to be rooted and grounded in Christ. And we built upon that on, on, on that you know foundation, we built upon that phase that we're in now, that before we see the glory, before we get into the promise, before we get all this stuff, there, there's a there, 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 there was a there was a precursor to all those things there and and there's a divine instruction from heaven to A&T and to you as a believer of God watching us right now that God wants you to first prepare. Then he wants you to go through the process. Then through the process, he brings it into a realm, into a status, into a stature of continual prosperity. Uh, and I want to talk about how this even links to what it means to be in a local church. 
Because another word for prosperity is being fruitful, sweetheart. And last week I, I introduced us into that whole paradigm about where the church word first got spoken about. I spoke about, um, um, about our need to see Christ, about the fact that when we get saved, we're planted into Christ. And that planting of Christ brings us into fresh with one another. I spoke about the ecclesia, the body. I spoke about bare different things. But today I want to just hone it in again in another paradigm. Still the same vein, but another paradigm. And I, I, I'm going to start off with, um, with, with the fact that the scripture says in Proverbs 24, 27, first, hmm, plant your fields, then build your barn. So how does this reflect, Ayo, in being a part of a local church? I'm grateful you asked me. Before we see the barn or the house being built, and you know what? The house is actually the church. <laughs> there must be a plantation, a preparation. There must be something used to build what shall be. And the planting in the context of the local um, ecclesia, the church, is that we must first be planted, or the word is engrafted, or enfolded, or um, Second Corinthians five says in Christ you become a new creation. So I gave you the example that Peter got a new name, got given destiny and purpose. And then he got given the understanding that, hey, I'm going to do something when I go, Peter. I'm going to build my church. But the building of my church has to be upon people getting a revelation of who I am. So we get planted is us getting a revelation of Christ. That's why that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 19, is crucial to your foundation. You need to get a revelation of Christ. And, and, and there's a beautiful scripture that, 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 that backs up my point right now. 1 Peter 1, 23 to 25. Because I want to encourage you that when you were born again, the Bible says you were born again of an imperishable seed. The Bible links your salvation experience, which John says is born again, meaning that you have now become a seed. The same way that you were a seed in your mother's womb, when you got saved, you became a seed in Christ. 1 Peter 1, 23, 25. For you have been born again, my goodness, not of perishable seed, but of the imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass and, and all their glory is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. Verse 25. But the word, my goodness, of the Lord endures forever. Yeah. And this is the word that was preached yeah. to you. Yeah. So, the word that I'm preaching, when somebody believes in it, that word becomes a seed, darling. That word becomes a seed, darling. And that word that becomes a seed should grow into a tree. 
should become fruitful in your life. And even with that word being spoken, when you get saved and you believe in Jesus, he then literally borns you again. That's why you're a new creation. And that born again experience is of the seed, the word of God. We say it all the time, I'm saved by grace, but through faith. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God by faith series. The divine persuasion of God gets released when you start to believe the word being spoken to you. So by virtue of first plant your, your fields, Christ is saying, in order to be a part of the local ecclesia, you must first be planted in me by revelation of who I am, which is the salvation experience. Jesus is the word of God becoming flesh. And he is the pattern of this very scripture of first plant your fields, then build your barn. Because Jesus literally went, honey, through a literal planting. How, Ayo? He died and was buried and resurrected. I need to understand because if the ecclesia is the body of Christ, we need to understand that what's happened to Jesus is a correlation to what's going to happen to us. And this scripture of, 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 of first plant your fields, then build your barn is a picture of Christ himself going through the process of birthing his church, of, of, of this new body, of this ecclesia that we all make up. So essentially, it's like when you get saved, you become an arm or an eye or a leg or, or a joint. or You get built into this body called Christ, which is also the ecclesia. I hope you guys are following me here. So when I look at the life of Jesus and, the, and, and, and how this came into existence, he too went through a planting. He went down into the grave. Hmm. He went down into the soil. He actually was there for about three days. And John 12 tells us this principle that unless a grain of wheat dies, it remains a seed. Hmm. But when it dies, it produces much fruit. So out of the death and the burial of Christ, there was a fruit that came by way of his resurrection. Remember, our faith is not in his death, but in his resurrection. Okay, So if we're going, if we're going to be saved by faith, it means to be saved by some sort of power. And this power that we're being saved by is the power that raised Christ from the grave. Come on, follow me, Chad, follow me. So the, 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 the seed that died and produced much fruit, that fruit is you and I. And it's the fruit of, of his resurrection which now has seed in it, because remember, fruit has seed in it, is what he's now using to build his house, his church. First, plant your fields, then build your barns. So we see from the life of Jesus, the fruit that he bears is the salvation of you and I and many others. And out of this fruit, out of the produce of his planting, he's building his house. He's building his 
church. Remember, upon this rock, yeah. I will build my church. Yeah. So, so what, what, what? So what? What seeds? Where his fruit? And we make up his body, the church of the living God, the ecclesia. Uh, but we're also stones or petra, as it says in the Greek, rocks. Because let's be honest, guys, you can't build a house with fruit, right? I can't build a house with apples, right? <laughs> it's, it, it's all the same thing, but different kind of like expressions, right? So what's he saying here? First Peter 2, verse 4 to 5. As you come to him, the living stone, Christ is the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him verse 5 you also Tambo you also Moffe you also Manuel you also Esse you also Dami are like living stones Living stones, because stones don't have life, but God says we're living stones. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm getting excited now. Living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Did you see what's happening here? An ecclesia, a church, A&T, in the spirit is a house. And in this house, uh, we offer up spiritual sacrifices. What does the Bible say in Romans 12 verse 1? Offer yourself as a what? living sacrifice. Remember, sacrifices are normally dead, but God wants the sacrifice that, that, that we give to him to be alive. <laughs> and this offering has to be acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We're also a holy priesthood. Priesthood ministry is linked to what? Prayer! <laughs> We're a house that prays. Jesus said that I, my house will be a house of prayer. So, are you seeing the pattern through being planted in Christ? You become a lively stone that he uses to build his house. So, you know what I'm, what I'm really saying? It's impossible to call yourself a believer and not be a part of a local assembly. You're rejecting yourself. You're rejecting Christ. You're a part of the body. By default, you make up this house, this essence, this, 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 this living expression of Christ which is the fellowship of you and I together in unity, the ecclesia, the body. This is what it's all about. So when I say get planted in the, in the church, I'm talking about express your usefulness, express your, your dynamic, express your calling, your purpose to being conformed to the image of Christ, which is not outside of community, but is expressed through community in a local assembly called the church, called the ecclesia. Are you guys following me here? If you're following me, hashtag following in the comments. Christ is the chief cornerstone. Christ is the living stone. And we also are living stones being built into a spiritual house. And that spiritual house is the ecclesia, the church of the living God. 
So I hope you guys are seeing the necessity and the importance and the understanding of what it means to be planted in a church. I'm talking about the fact that you're in Christ. Therefore, Christ expects you to express your relationship with him, with one another and we see in the book of acts they were breaking bread daily they devoted themselves to prayer and the apostles doctrine come on they understood that by default the expression of being born again was that i'm part of a new family come on i'm part of a spiritual house come on i'm part of a governing body i'm part of the um, of, of the essence of christ uh, that wants to be made manifest in this area called london I'm now his hands and his feet. And together, each strength supplies the body. Together, all of our unique functions work together to present the beauty of who Christ is. Hallelujah. 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 I want to bring another paradigm to this essence of being planted in Christ being linked to being planted in a church. I want to look at the, the, the chapter John 15, which describes our relationship with Christ as the vine and the branches. The vine is the is essentially is the trunk of the tree and the branches are the branches that bear the fruit. And in John 15, chapter um, in, in, in verse 4 uh, to 5 and verse 8, we see God describing our union with Christ, describing our relationship with Christ explaining what your life should actually look like now that you're born again he gives you the instruction not suggesting not if you can but an instruction an exhortation an encouragement that as you've been engrafted into the body yeah. abide in me I and I in you yeah. as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself come on unless it abides in the vine neither can you io unless you abide in me verse 5 chapter 15 i am the he explains to you the process and now gives you the resource the explanation i am that vine that you've got to stay in you are the branches. Let's get this correct here, beloved. <laughs> you need me. Christ is saying, you've got to stay connected. <laughs> Christ is saying that apart from me, there is no fruit that you will bear. Okay? Meaning there is no essence of the life that I've ordained to you to, ex to experience and to express the abundant life without your union with me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Bears much fruit. You want to bear fruit, beloved? Got to stay rooted in Christ. For without, for without me, you can do nada. Nothing. Verse 8. By this my Father, which is God, is glorified. That you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Uh, are you seeing something here, guys? 
And I'm going to show you why this matters in the local assembly in a minute. But I want to make sure that the root and the foundation of being a part of a local assembly is always Christ. Because this is how cults get cultivated. Because it, 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 it becomes about being planted in A&T. But I'm not talking about just being planted in A&T, which is also the body of Christ. I'm talking about you. Because you make up what A&T actually is. Remember, we are not a building, we are a people. So if I'm going to see the fruit, baby, the manifestation of the promise of what a new thing is to be, it's got to be on the basis that you and I are walking in the revelation that Christ has given to us in who we are. Remember, Simon got a new name called Peter. And that name Peter actually means rock. <laughs> he said, Peter, this new name, this new Christian you have become by virtue of your revelation of me is what I'm going to use to build my church. Guess, guess what? We are all Peters, symbolically speaking. And it's upon the rock, the revelation of Christ, that he now brings the revelation of I, the revelation of Moyo, and he uses this revelation of who we are to build his church. So I'm pushing this and pressing this hard on you because I want you to be devoted and, 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 and dedicated and committed and rooted and grounded in Christ. Because if you are in Christ, you will be a part of the local expression, the Ecclesia, A-N-T. By default. And I'm going to show you why. Because this fruit that we speak of here, beloved, in John 15, one expression of this fruit is what the fruit of the Spirit actually is, which is love. Yeah. You see, you guys read Galatians 5, 26. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, faithfulness, um, and temperance, um, self-control. And I can't remember the other ones. But, but when you dive a bit deeper in the Greek and the Hebrew, and you go into the actual language, the, 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 the lexicon of how it was actually translated. Remember, the word didn't say fruits of the Spirit. It said fruit. And when you read it in the original context, when the first word, which was love, when he said the fruit of the spirit is love, it's talking about love being expressed in nine different ways, which was joy. Let me get the scripture actually. Peace. Mm. Hmm. Um, one minute, guys. I've got my Bible here. Where are you at, Galatians? There you are. It says... Verse 22, sorry. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all living expressions of what love looks like. And how many of you know that love has to be experienced and felt? It cannot be just who you are in the sense of that, yeah, I'm loving. If you're loving, it's going to be a testament of how people experience their encounter with you. So if God has called you, beloved, to bear much fruit, by default, he's called you into community with one another. Yeah, yeah, So if he's called you to community with one another, yeah. what does that look like, Ayo Church? The Ecclesia. And I'm going to go through some things here where you're going to see that love is the prominent thing 
about what God is trying to manifest in the earth through his body because it was for the God so loved the world that he sent his son and for so God loved the world that he sent his son that me and you may become sons that they too may experience the love of God through us in Christ. I don't know if that's true, Ayo. Thank you very much. Verse 12 of John 15. This is my commandment. That you love one another as God has loved you. <laughs> Greater love has no one than this, babes, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And verse 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Can I declare unto you getting planted in the church is a command of Christ? Can I submit to you that the expression of being planted in a local assembly must be through the, the, the bosom, must be through the vehicle, must be on the ground and the rooting of love. Can I say that to you guys? That your planting in Christ is demonstrated for your love to one another, which has to be demonstrated in community, which looks like the ecclesia, the church. So God says the the, the, the height of your maturity, your, the height of your expression, the, 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 the stature of becoming like me, beloved, is that you lay down your life for your brothers. Yeah. And 1 John 3, 16 says that, 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 that this is how we know that we love one another, is that we lay down our lives for one another. Beloved, do not love merely in word and in speech. But in deeds and in truth. I'm calling you into community. I'm calling you into honor. I'm calling you into hospitality. I'm calling you into prayer. I'm calling you into steadfastness. I'm calling you to mourn those who mourn and, and rejoice those who rejoice. I'm calling you to, 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 to show mercy and not revenge. I'm calling you to love your enemies. I'm calling you to let your love be genuine. I'm calling you into the expression of who I am. And the same way I touched you, I want you to touch each other. This is my commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you. And Christ showed us this example because he called us friends. And he demonstrated his friendship to us by laying down his life on the cross for us. Beloved, Ask yourself, in the local expression called Ecclesia, have you or are you laying down your life? Once again, are you dying to self? Are you denying yourself? Are you embracing the cross? Are you following after the example of Christ? Because Christ may be lived not in isolation, but in community. Yes, he did. He raised up 12 apostles. Even more than that, he had 70 people that he had as disciples. The picture lets us know. He was teaching. He was ministering to people. He was about his father's business to the world and to the chosen ones, his apostles.
You can't be planted by Christ and not follow the example of Christ. You can't be planted in Christ and not be a part of the local expression of Christ. The Ecclesia. We are his body. One body but many parts. We, hmm, hallelujah, amen. I'm going to go on a rant there. Hallelujah. John 15 verse 16. Let's go on a bit more. I'm going to give another expression of being planted. But I hope you guys are being blessed. I hope you guys are getting an understanding. Come on. By wisdom we build a house. But through understanding it is established. Come on. Verse 16. You have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. And I have appointed you. In the brackets. Amplified version. I have planted you where in me where in the ecclesia where in community why Io, that you may go and bear fruit and keep on bearing fruit what what is saying here the the fruit of loving one another is that we will continually be be making disciples of one another. This love that I'm talking about ain't some daisy, flowery, oozy day. No, 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 no. It's, It's the love of God that constrains Paul that begs people to be reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 14. It's the love that says A&T has to grow. (laughs) <laughs> it is the love that I've got to find how can I serve and how can I continue to further the vision of God upon this house how can we come and evangelize and disciple London that your fruit may be lasting that it may remain abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give to you Jesus alludes to planting us where? In his body. A local assembly. And we have to be planted in this expression to ensure that our fruit remains. John 15 speaks about four different types of fruit. He said that you may bear fruit, more fruit, much fruit, but fruit that remains meaning beloved there can be a visible expression of god in your life for a moment but god ain't about moment he's about eternity he wants you to have momentum keep on bearing this fruit has to keep multiplying it's got to be 30 and 60 and 100 fold it's that it's that fruit that remains where it talks about those that are planted in the house of God. That in their old age, they keep on bearing fresh fruit. It's about your vitality. It's about the, it's about the ensuring that you, that, that you endure to the end. He wants lasting fruit. And that can only be for those that are planted in the house of God. <laughs> But then he, 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 he does something here which is phenomenal. Secretly gave us an insight to what it means to grow, baby. And he wants your fruit to remain so that whatever you ask in his name, he may get you. He wants your fruit to remain because he wants to give you authority. 
To grow is to grow in authority. But authority is delegated. Meaning the authority told you that you want to walk in that God has given to you must be, be by virtue of you being under somebody else who has been given authority. That's why we have pastors. That's why we have bishops. That's why we have the fivefold. It, 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 it's not about I'm better than you. It's about I have a calling and a position in authority that I cannot let die with me. I've got to delegate it. I've got to raise up. Come on, I've got to build up. Come on, I've got to send people out. And that's not done by way of gift and power, but authority. And we see it in the scriptures. Timothy, you received a prophetic gift for the laying of your hands from the elders at your ordination. Remember to fan it into flame. Ah, we see it through the through the understanding that ordinations that are given to those by people that are in authority, the elders, is an affirmation of what God has already called and purposed you to be. But it must be, and God works with the authority that he has established in his church through his elders, that you too must be submitted to. Remember 1 Peter 5? There's bare stuff to go through. We'll go through that in detail another time. But what I'm saying is that authority is delegated. Authority is given. And being planted in a local ecclesia is the opportunity for you to grow, to serve, to, 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 to start to... Remember, your gifts are not manifested but because you have a position. Your gifts are manifested because you serve. Gifts are for the common good of others. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6. If you want to flow in your gifts, Come on. You want to walk in your calling. Come on. You've been called as a minister. Minister means servant. So guess what, beloved? Check this. I and Susan are your servants. We are here to serve you. I know you don't hear that much often. Me laboring the word. Me praying and teaching. Me counseling. All the stuff that we do in relationship with you is for us to serve you with the gift and the authority that God has given us. And when you get planted in the church, even if you don't know what you're called to do and what you're called to be, by way of serving and by way of being rooted and grounded in Christ in a local expression called the Ecclesia, God begins to spring forth the new things. <laughs> that he has put in seed form in you come on being a part of the local assembly being part of the ecclesia is, a, is, is part of preparation for the prosperity of the fruitfulness of your calling come on it, you see you have to be prepared and you have to go through a process beloved and to go into the realm of prospering and flourishing this is why Jesus gives us the the analogy, faithful over little, then I'm going to make you ruler over much. He's giving you the principle of, of promotion. It's being faithful in another man's house so that God can give you your own house. Come on, Luke chapter 16, I believe. You have to be released. You have to be sent. 
but other men and women who are in authority. Gift won't last you. Many will say they did this. Many will say they did that. But Jesus will not recognize them. Jesus will say on that day, I never knew you. Wow. You weren't in me. Huh? You weren't planted. Huh? This thing you're doing was, was on gift and grace alone. But it was not out of divine and branch union with me. It was not out of a place of accreditation, accreditation, sorry. Where, what do I mean by that? I mean that this thing that you have done will not be accredited to you because it's not what I sent you to do. <laughs> Whoa, big boy sermon right there, but I won't go there too far. Verse 17, John 15. These things I command you, love one another. He, he, he wraps this whole thing around love. Everything about being planted in the ecclesia is around and in love. I started off this series, baby. Yeah. Ephesians 3, verse 16. Be grounded and rooted in what? Love. Woo! There's something about the revelation of God's love for you. That God says that you can't say you love me and hate your brother. You're a liar. <laughs> loving God is manifest through loving people. Another scripture, just to back up my point. 1 Corinthians 12, from verse 12 to 31. Now you are the body of Christ. I'm writing up every soon. And members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. But are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have the gifts of healing? What was he saying? Do all of us do the same thing? No. Well, one body, many parts. One spirit, many expressions. Key part here, verse 31. He says, earnestly desire the best gifts. And we'll talk about this later on this year, about the gifts of the Spirit. But yet, A&T, I will show you a more excellent way. And the next verse or chapter is love. He says, after explaining to you that you are the body of Christ and also members individually, and after I've set structure, authority and order in my body, in my, in, in my church, uh, um, apostles, prophets and teachers and all the other things. Uh, uh, and yes, I want you to desire gifts because I need you to manifest the power of Christ. Yeah, I want you to do that. But there's something greater and more excellent way. Something by which all men will know you're of me. That you love one another. Another example. In case you don't believe me. Ephesians chapter 4, 12 to 16. 11 to 16. And he gave himself some to be apostles. Some prophets. Some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, for the equipping, my goodness, remember today I'm giving you ingredients to equip you, 
Come on. For the work of ministry. Wow. You're called to be ministers. For the edifying of the body of Christ. The, the fivefold ministry. Some were called, so not all of you will be pastors and preachers and I mean and, and apostles and prophets. Some were called specifically, designated specifically to equip you for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Guys, are you seeing this here? This church thing is not, I just come here and I and Susan are the ministers that do all the work. No, 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 no. We're actually training, equipping you for the work of ministry. Me and Susan edified the body of Christ by walking in our callings as apostles and prophets and teachers and whatever else. That finds its functionality in equipping you and equipping you and yourselves. Why? Till we all come. <clears throat> To the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be tossed to and fro like children. With every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of men. In the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Verse 15. But speaking the truth once again in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Remember, Christ is the head of the body and we are the body. Mm -hmm. From whom the whole body, joint and knitted together, once again, community, by what, by what every joint supplies, come on, each and one of us are supplying each other, come on, according to the effective working, by which every part, which you and I do each our own part, causes the growth of the body. Check it now. This is the winning line. Causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. All that we're doing is that all of us may give supply to every joint of the body, which causes the body to grow. So I mean, the growth of the church, the growth of the body, the, the, the growth of all of us as believers across the globe, is that we all walk in alignment to what we're called to be in the body. And this causes growth. For the church to grow, you need to grow up. For the church to grow, I need to grow up. For the church to grow into the fullness, into the stature, into the maturity of Christ, we need to grow. And we grow by edification, which is manifested in love. In love. In love. In love. That is the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> what we are building, a spiritual house, a church, is by way of the Spirit. Mm. We live not according to the carnal nature, but by the Spirit. And if we're going to show that we are of the Spirit, we have to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, manifested through joy, 
peace, gentleness, goodness, patience, kindness, and self-control. Jesus was sent because of love. Jesus was proved his love to want to us by way of his death. And Jesus now wants us to abide in his love for life. And he wants the expression of love that we see in the, tr in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to be expressed through how we live in communion with one another. The love of God expressed in humanity is humans dwelling together in unity. The Bible says they will know you for your love for one another. Let's stop accusing. Let's stop backbiting. Let's stop cussing. Let's stop judging. Let's stop all these things. Because when you do that, you're harming the body. You're harming Christ. But when you love one another, you're looking like Jesus. When you love one another, you, you're like Jesus who forgives Peter, though he denied him three times. You're like Jesus who says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Beloved, being planted in Christ is being planted in his body, which is the ecclesia, the church. And this is manifested and this is shown to be real and tangible by way of loving one another. And you have been planted and grafted into the vine to bear much fruit. You've been engrafted to make disciples, which looks like loving one another. Now I want to implore to you, beloved. Be rooted and grounded in Christ. What does that look like, Ayo? Be rooted and grounded in A-N-T. What does that look like, Ayo? Be faithful to loving one another. What well, it looked like, I am living a lifestyle of a living sacrifice, which looks like laying down your life for one another. Can I charge you this week to do some sort of hospitality? Can I charge you this week to do an act of sacrifice? Can I charge you this week to live life beyond self? If you're coming to Christ for what he can give to you, you are living below the standard. You are living below the standard. He died for you to be in him so that you can be his hands and feet on the earth. He died for you to be in him and you can become a part of his body which is joint to me, joint to your mum, joint to your, you're joint to one another. It's not good for man to be alone. That man was planted in a garden. And God said, for this garden to be tenant and to be kept, this man needs someone else. He needs to help me. I need you. Wait, wait. You need me. We need each other. We need each other. Did you, have you dipped that? If you want to grow, you need to be pruned by one another. <laughs> Hey, come on. The Bible says that he prunes, he cuts back. I mean, there will be an element of conflict. Iron sharpens iron. There will be a bit of sparks. But it will be for your growth. The Bible says, baby, if you love those who love you, what reward is in that? 
But if you love those who hate you and despitefully use you and offend you, and do it, by this you show yourselves to be children of God. Beloved, I am not saying we're going to live conflict-free. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying there ain't going to be no, 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 you know, no higgy haga. But I am saying that we have love. And love is expressed in those moments in where conflict was set to destroy us. Love is expressed like it was between Adam and Eve in the garden. Come on. And God called them to be fruitful and to multiply. Your love is expressed in community. It's not good for you to be alone. Now I want you to understand that you need to be in fellowship. You need to be in community. You need to be planted and rooted. You need to be engaged with what's happening. Come on. You need each other because every joint supply causes the body to grow, edifying itself in love. I said, if we want to see the body of Christ to grow, we need to grow up too. It's us. In Jesus' name. So even now, I want you to just to, once again, pray that you get a revelation of Christ. That God will open your mind, your understanding of what it means to be planted in A&T. Come on. This is why I was doing a revision and I encourage you, if you missed the midweek sessions, go back and watch it. We rehashed the vision, we, we embellished it, we re-announced it, we progressed it to give language as to what it means for you to be planted here. Your hair for a reason, beloved. Your hair for a reason. You are a seed in good soil, A&T. And there's something you have that this house needs to express itself in its full potential. Christ wants to be manifested and he is manifest through your new creation which comes by way of your revelation of him so when i say be planted in amt when i say be rooted and grounded and be engaged i'm calling you to be rooted grounded and to be engaged in christ he is your why as to why you are here and i just decree in the name of jesus this will be a week where you get revelation come on where you begin to see christ come on you begin to see a and t in a new way come on you begin to see yourself in a new way you begin to get an understanding that you may be established come on you may go through your process come on you get yourself into preparation and you understand that your end is to be fruitful it is to be prosperous it is to bring much fruit Thus bringing glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Some of you, rededicate yourself today. Come on. It's a new day. There's new mercies. God ain't holding against you trespasses and your sins he is echoing his ministry which says be reconciled to me be in me that you may become a new creation that all things in your life may become new i want to encourage you beloved 
<laughs> be frequent and be consistent in your repentance and believing. Come on. Be frequent and consistent in your sensitivity to where you're at today. Be frequent and consistent that each day is a seed given to you by God and you can choose by way of obedience to plant good seeds in your life to bear harvest for the time to come. And I'm decreeing and declaring that we will not be wasteful stewards but we will be faithful stewards over what God has given us in who God has called us and where God has planted us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! If you were blessed, just let me know in the comments that you were blessed. Come on. There's just hashtag blessed in the comments. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Beloved, I pray you were blessed and I pray you were encouraged. I pray you got a new paradigm to what it means to be planted in a church being planted in Christ in his body his ecclesia and how that's expressed through love this week ask the Holy Ghost help me to love help me to and he will he will give you promptings and respond to it when he prompts you beloved